Welcome to the Mixed Movement, where we speak candidly about the uncommon commonalities that people of mixed race face in our world today. Here, we listen, share, learn, and acknowledge that through our stories, we are all connected. We are your hosts, Nate, Chris, and Rachel Go. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. Today, Chris and I are going to be talking about some of the internal struggles that we are faced with being biracial as we navigate life and some of our thoughts and our reactions. So let's get started. I'm so excited. It's been way too long (laughs) since we've been together. And how are you? Oh, just great. Just living the biracial life, you know? Right. (laughs) All day, every day. (laughs) Killing it, okay? Every day I wake up, guess what? There I am. Yeah. (laughs) And I am so grateful for it. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Can you explain some of your thoughts that directly pertain to being biracial? Can you share some of your inner monologue? about any of life circumstances that you've come across? Well, I can definitely say that every day is an adventure <laughs> when it comes to, because I'm, I mean, I'm not an extrovert. I'm not an extrovert unless I'm amongst people that I've known forever, then I could just speak freely. But I still get very uncomfortable with walking into situations or, you know, social events that there are going to keep people there. I don't know how they're going to feel, what they're going to look like. I don't know the nationality. I don't know if they'll be open. I don't know if I'll get the looks that make me incredibly uncomfortable. And then how do I react? Do I not react? Do I have this plain face that makes me look unapproachable? Or am I going to do the opposite and just be like, you know what? I'm going to be friends with everyone in here. You know, so it kind of depends on on that. But I don't think a lot of people know the anxiety um, that begins before you even get somewhere because you don't know what you're going to walk into. So that's definitely an everyday thing. And I have my days where I feel really confident, you know, and other days where I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. why am I here? <laughs> I feel like that pertains to just about every everything, every day in life. Some days you just don't want to, and sometimes you do. Are there any moments that you can think of where you feel more solid and more grounded and more prepared and what has played a factor in that of you being more confident and open I think it's I think it's more it's a decision like you make a decision every morning that you're going to have a good day or you're going to be happy so I think it really has to do with how I feel that day I mean that's it's definitely not balanced I could tell you that much um <laughs> So, I mean, there's days when, I mean, I, I guess we spoke about this a little bit uh, ago, not on the podcast, just talking in general on how, you know, we dress a certain way, we feel good. You know, we put on makeup, we feel good. And so right. it's really, it's really on, it's on me as it would be anybody else to, to build themselves up. I can replay all the things people told me in the past and 
you know, and I could, but I can't, I don't want to continue to depend on their voices. So I have to work on my own voice and my own self-talk. And I am Chris. I'm Chris. That's who I am. That's who I am first. And it may not be who people see first, but if they give me the opportunity, then they will know who Chris is. And Chris is a lot of things. And if people are open to that, then I'm okay with it now. There was a time where it really affected me. And and now, I, I mean, I don't want to say I don't care, but I don't care. You know, if, if you're uncomfortable with me, that's, that's first of all, it's not my business. Uh, right. Second of all, it's not going to affect my life. Like, there's so many people in my life that, you know, I love and that love me. And, and who are you? I got to yeah. tell you. Yeah. You know, so there's no way I'm giving you that control. But it does get exhausting. Even if, you know, everything goes well, I go home and I'm like, oh my God, I need a nap. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I much peopling today. It's too much. <laughs> exactly. How about you? I guess the first thing that comes to mind is when I meet somebody or come across somebody who is just negative. They are just, they're grumpy. They don't want to make eye contact, especially if it's somebody who is okay engaging in conversation with one person and then won't with me, I default to they're racist. Mm. In my head, I'm like, how dare Uh you? Like you must be racist. And then my my wall gets built up and then I start, in my head, I'm like, you you must be racist, but guess what? I'm also white. Ha. So So there. that. <laughs> so I, it, but it's just really interesting. I came to this realization that I don't think very many other people who are of one race think that way. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's common for biracial people, but I noticed my pretty much my whole life, if I have come across, and those interactions happen. And, and the older I get, the more I realize I don't know people's stories. And maybe they are having a bad day or an off day. But one situation in particular, uh, when I was living somewhere, there was a a neighbor and and she was pretty quiet, but not always. Mm. And I was new to the neighborhood and another neighbor had mentioned, oh, she's just pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. But it was different, like honestly, day to day, even morning to afternoon, I'd wave at her and she'd like stare at me Oh, or, you know, and then two hours later I'm out with my kids and she's waving. And to me, especially being the only person of color in that, in the neighborhood, I just still had that feeling of like, is she racist? Mm -hmm. But I'm also white lady. Yeah. yeah. So (laughs) it's just really interesting. Um, and I've, I've been curious. Uh, I guess it's come to my attention a little bit more. The more, mm-hmm. um, the more we get involved in 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 learning about the biracial community, and how to like, if, does this do these thoughts ever come up for you, Chris? Right. Yeah, I have you. They they do, and like people who don't speak back or just kind of look kind of side eyed at me. They're not going to stop me from saying good morning. I'm going to continue to say good morning. You're either going to say good morning back 
or you're not, I'm still wishing you a good morning. I don't care what you think or how you feel. And everybody has their bad days. But I think you kind of pick up on the people who are like that all the time. And it's like, ah, okay, so you must have this hang up. Um, I know years and years and years ago when I was a teenager, I worked as a cashier. And always friendly, everyone who came up, you know, a little chit chat, whatever. And I had my share of people that got in my line that clearly had an issue, but, you know, never said anything. You could pick up on the vibe, though. You could pick up on the negative energy. And then one day there was an uh, older woman, an older white woman got in my line and she had cash and she was paying for, you know, paying for whatever it was she was buying. And I held my hand out. And she put the money on the on the table. She didn't want to touch my hand. Hmm. And it was so obvious. And I was like, I was taken back, but I'm just going to, you know, let it go or whatever. So she, I picked up the money from where she sat it down. I put it in there and I had her change back and I got ready to hand it to her. And she says, you can just put it down. <sighs> I was like, so it wasn't my imagination. Okay. Right. You had did not want, right there. Didn't want to touch my hand. And and my feelings were so hurt. I'm like, I must have been, you know I mean when she looks at me, everything that she hated must have been there that you don't even want to touch my hand. This is a transaction. You you're buying something, right. I'm just taking the money. But the thought of touching my hand had you that upset like that's terrible and so for quite a while everybody that got in my line I was like is this going to happen again and I never saw that woman get in my line again and I figured if I saw her I would I would step away because I I don't have to deal with that you know right but it did bother me and it had me kind of judgy it had me judgy I'm yeah. like is this person gonna be like that is that you know it only happened one time though um thankfully but that's another dose of reality that these people really are out here and they don't know you they don't have to know you they just don't like the way you look and they don't want anything to do with you but do you do you have those thoughts of like but I'm also white so screw you you know I think my thoughts are more along the line of I don't need to explain anything to you. You're an idiot. You know, the ignorance, you've shown your ignorance. I don't have a rebuttal for your ignorance. I just don't. If that's who you are, that's who you are. I hope all your grandchildren are biracial. Bam. (laughs) So motivated, you know, like you're going to get it. I'm not worried about it, you know, but yeah, like it's not going to change how I act towards people. That one person that messed up my day didn't feel in the people after that person didn't get any negative vibes from me, even though that person kind of messed my entire day up. It made me feel horrible, yeah. you know, which was, which was probably her intention. And then I, I get a little upset for with myself for allowing somebody I don't even know to make right. me feel so small, you know? And so that's where I kind of developed the, you know, whatever, I don't care. Right. Go on about the business, do whatever. Yeah. You're going to run into somebody else that looks just like me. And you're going to have to interact. Well, part of it is like, that's your choice. It's not mine. Yep. You're choosing this this little closed world. And mm-hmm. you're going to have interference. Absolutely. For me, I feel like sometimes I, I guess it's, I want to prove mm-hmm. how stupid they are. Because I also am, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not just black. Mm-hmm. 
Hi, I'm Rachel Goh. It is my mission in life to help people like you learn to love every aspect of themselves in order to attain the life of their dreams. If you are ready to live a life free of fears and land that dream job or go travel the world or whatever your dreams may be, message me at coachrachelgo at gmail.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-R-A-C-H-A-E-L-G-O at gmail.com. Or find me on Instagram at liveempowerednow. There is nothing more powerful than loving the person you see in the mirror every day because courage starts within. And I have been faced with not significant racism, not direct. And I feel very fortunate for that because I know there are a lot of people who have, who've gotten beat up, kicked on, spit on, kicked, you know, all of those horrible scenarios. But for me, for the most part, it's, it's judgment. And it's that Mm -hmm. that person's body language, like rich, you know, retreat a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But I want to prove, I feel like I have to prove, or I just, I just want to prove them wrong by judging me. You can't fix stupid. (laughs) I I may, (laughs) if given the opportunity where I'm at in my life, but it just doesn't make sense to judge somebody at all ever, period. But then Mm -hmm. to also be like, but I'm also one of you, jerk. Right. Yeah. It it just shows that you're an idiot, you know. Yeah. Not it means to not even. Yeah, I don't get people, and I, if we were going to spend our lives trying to make um, ignorant people not ignorant, then that would literally take our lives, and then more lives after that. My hope is that they just kind of they die out. I know that sounds terrible, but I mean, yeah, it's evolution because they, I mean. I see such a beautiful mix of people everywhere and I'm seeing them more and you see them in commercials. Now you got commercials with people that you're like, Oh, I don't know what they are. They're a mix of something. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. (laughs) And it, but it's the reality too. It isn't something, Oh, let's just try this and see how it works. No, you can walk out your door and see that all the time. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think um, part of the ignorant uh, mindset is kind of dying out, so to speak, or grand grandparents are being forced to realize that, oh, wow, I have a, a biracial grandchild, but I love that grandchild. And then they're kind of, that ignorant part is kind of dying away because of the love they have for this child that has maybe has the more melanin in their skin or, you know, something like that. So I, I hope it continues to die out I can't see how it can because when you're faced with this every day you can't run from it it's literally right there right absolutely I just don't know how to navigate those situations without wanting to prove my right it's my right I think you have some fighting you I don't know what Um, you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) I think you have some fighting you Rachel I think that there is a part of you that has been, I mean, and you're sweet as pie. And I think that you've been that sweet person for so long and that inner voice that wants to stand up for you. You've been like, shh, don't do that. Don't, sit down. Right. It's okay. Right. I think that that 
that part of you is like, you know what, Rachel, I'm about to kick <laughs> the door open, but you've never had a chance to do it. So, oh my, I feel bad kind of for the ignorant person that um, the approaches next, the next person. victim. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, they're going to get what you've been holding on to for so many years. And I'll do it know? in such a way that's indirect because that's kind of how I roll where it'll lead them around to the realization that I am, I belong. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. my favorite is just a sneaky way of just proving them a little bit wrong. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's more impactful than being direct if given the opportunity. And these are all hypothetical right. situations, mm-hmm. but they are real. Yes. Yeah. I feel like racism is slowly dwindling, but it, but it isn't. Yeah. I live in the Pacific Northwest. I don't live very far from the headquarters of, the KKK in Idaho. Oh, wow. It's not far and it's real. So mm-hmm. as much as I would love to think that it's going away, it's yeah. not. But for me, I've, I just feel like I have to prove and I have to prove people wrong because I also belong. Yeah. And yeah. yes, there's a large part of living a lot more peacefully where you just let it go. And trust me, yeah. I'm very good yeah. at letting those interactions go much better than I was 10 years ago. But mm-hmm. I, it's that the voice inside my head that somehow sometimes defaults to they're, they're racist. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. also belong here. It's an awkward internal battle. Yeah. It is. And it's, it's the internal battles are the worst. Absolutely. You hear about other stories and it's like, I think the part of belonging, like, what do you really want to belong to? You know, you want to feel like you belong. What does that mean? Really? Interesting question. Thank (laughs) you. Because that is something that has also been on my mind a lot. I've read a lot of posts and seen, you know, videos of people feeling like they don't belong to one side or another. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I haven't been faced with that. Okay. Because I don't really feel like I have to be accepted mm-hmm. into one or the other. I guess I I haven't ever not been accepted. I've been questioned. Mm -hmm. Rachel, you you black. Why you you acting white? (laughs) And I'm like, but I'm both. (laughs) And that's just the way it is. But why? I I guess, why do you feel like you need to be accepted? Right. Is it, is it I mean, good? but I, I honestly, I think it is a part of like human nature. So you want to belong. You want to be a part of something. That's just kind of yeah. how we are. Because we don't want to be alone. We're not meant to be alone in, you know, several facets. We're not meant to be alone. And I think there's always that, that searching out to belong somewhere. But it, let's just face it. Wherever you go, somebody is going to have an issue, whether they verbalize it or not. You right. Know? True. And do I really care if they That's up to you. I know where I know where yeah. I belong. I right. belong right here. And if I want to go over here, I belong over here too. Right. You know, so I belong in all those places, you know. And nobody has to deal with me if they don't want to. Because I don't force myself on anyone. But you're not gonna make me feel 
like I'm this huge misfit because over time you'll actually be the misfit. True. This is why we talk about these things. I feel I, I recently have acknowledged one of my biggest lifelong fears is, which is really interesting, feeling like I don't belong. It's been an underlying fear of mine, more so getting called out Mm. for not belonging with Mike, my quote unquote adopted dad um, Mm -hmm. at family functions, getting questions like, does she really belong here? Because she... She does. Mm. She doesn't belong here, because she's not actually your daughter. <laughs> you know, they, those those are those little childhood. There's so many things I want to say about about that. that. Oh my! God. <laughs> but that was an underlying fear that I just recently came to acknowledge. And while over the last almost year of my life, where everything changed for me, that was one mantra that I wrote, I belong here. Every Mm -hmm. part of me belongs here. Mm -hmm. So in terms, maybe that's why I am very much like when I'm faced with somebody who I think is, you know, disregarding me or discounting me because of the color of my skin. I'm like, I belong here too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm also white. Maybe that's where this is coming from for me. And of course, now that I've done a lot of that work, it's mm-hmm. not as relevant right, for me to say to prove it, but I, I will if given the opportunity. <laughs> Test me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt that at all. Let me ask you, do you feel like, I mean, with the podcast and the people that you've connected with and interviewed, do you kind of feel like you found your place? I do, but I, it's, it's weird. I'll, it's not that I've found my place. Mm-hmm. It's that I am creating a place for everyone else. Uh, gotcha. That feels like home. Okay. Okay. That's what's important. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I don't really feel like I'm getting much personal gain out of this. Right. But I think it's a little cathartic. <laughs> Um, because, because it is connection. That's not my, that was never my intention or my purpose, but I guess to create a place where people do feel like they belong. Cause we do. Yep. Always. Our own little club. That's right. Exactly. And I love that. I love what we're doing. I love the voice that we're, that we have because there are so many people. I mean, there's some amazing people here that when they hear, they're like, people do that. People think that like they literally have no clue. Um, I love those people. And I love the fact that they are listening and they're like, wow, because they just didn't know. They had no idea. Um, And of course it's not something that, that was always talked about. You know, because it was always really uncomfortable. It's never, I've never come across or had a conversation. I have never had a conversation with another biracial person Mm -hmm. about these awkward situations that are are standard in our lives. Mm -hmm. Ever. There's a healing uh, aspect to it once you talk. Because we need, I mean, we need to talk about it. And I, 
and we want to hear from people who've, you know, yes. some people have had positive experiences and I'm a hundred percent down for that. I want to hear that. Like people, some people, even biracial people are like, what? Like they, they never went through it. And I want to know, where did you grow up? Like right. your parents, how did you not like, oh my God, like they're blessed. They're so blessed. They don't even don't even understand but they also need to be aware that they may go somewhere else and run into this and they just need to know it exists you know it exists and we're all navigating together um I will I will say this and I'm learning this in so many different facets of life right now historically speaking this where we're at in time right now is the most people have been communicating be it in the workplace or relationships, we're we're learning how to communicate and how important communication is. Uh Speaking to my mom about several different things, she's always used the term, let sleeping dogs lie Uh or sweep it under the rug. It was, that was your business. It wasn't mine. And so I think now we're understanding the importance of it. So, so part of me is like, well, yeah, of course we didn't have these conversations 15, 20, 30 years ago, because that culturally wasn't what you did. Right. We're coming out of this very private culture. Mm -hmm. Behind closed doors, sweep it under the rug, let sleeping dogs lie. And now we're finding the importance of community. Yes. And you can't have that without connection and you can't have connection without communication. So learning that we're, we're at this, at this cusp of this huge shift about communication is amazing and, and grasping it too, but how like helping people navigate these really weird situations and mine, like mine is all internal, this Uh whole like Uh get defensive I'm judging them for maybe judging me. It's all hypothetical right. in my mind. Right. Um, again, I know others have been faced with a very blunt, very blatant mm. act of racism. Yeah. But how to best navigate that? And to me, I don't know. I want to find a solution and how to prove that you do belong. You are also white. You are also whatever race. I think somehow that will help. I don't know if it's just make, make us feel better, but make us feel like we belong and educate them. Yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover. I belong here too. It's Uh just, it's very interesting. It's been mulling around in my head a little bit. Uh And Uh I, many years ago, (laughs) this was really funny now that I think about it dated and lived with somebody he and I lived with his parents and his dad was racist. Ooh. I kind of lived in fear a That's little bit. That's an interesting mix there. The house as it was was very segregated. His parents spent a lot of time in their room. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like out in the living room watching TV, sharing a kitchen, so it was easy to avoid them. But it was very weird. And I think that the fact that I was half white got me through it and made Mm. it it was like a cloak 
almost. Yeah. But really, I don't think that his dad primarily, I don't think he and I had ever interacted in the months that I had lived there. But I, in my head, I'm like, but I'm also white. But I've heard him use the N word and just all, all the bad things. He's from the South and like all that. So I, I lived in that situation. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why I'm so defensive. And maybe that's why I default to it is because I lived in it. Although it wasn't, I didn't have to interact with it every day. It still lingered in the household. Ugh, just the energy in that house. Oh my God. It was definitely challenging. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then there is, you're right. There, there's something still there, obviously. Um, living in you and feeding your your inner monologue and what if this person is here and what if this person acts like this and oh my god they're looking mm-hmm. at me and seeing only half of me and not all of me and I mean there's I mean there's so many dialogues there's not enough of one not enough of the other not enough of either to be complete or to be considered a whole anything you don't have a voice on either side because you're not a hundred percent this or that. I mean, there's, oh my God, there's so many, there's just so many things. Right. And, and it's never think, ending. No, people think they actually accept it, but they still say things that kind of, that kind of let you know that, mm, so you see this major difference. I remember when I was pregnant with Damaris and, and his, his grandmother said, she was like, I just need you to do, just make sure the baby has your hair. Just make sure the baby, I was like, hey, let me, let me go in there. I know. Like, first of all, um, clear, you don't know what you said with that statement to me. You know, you don't even understand what you're saying, but I can't make any promises because I'll do my best how to do that. Like, how do I make sure? Uh, and so I remember her disappointment that he didn't have my hair he and he didn't have necessarily his dad's texture of hair um but it wasn't mine basically because that's that's what she ordered okay clearly I got the order wrong so um years later I mean she was always finding all these products for his hair and I'm like oh come on so I remember she put a a relaxer in his hair (sighs) He's still a child. When I tell I was you, just gonna ask, how old was he? I was so, oh, I was so angry. Like you just, you just couldn't let it go. But there's things like that. Like, is she a prejudiced person? Of course, she's not a prejudiced person, but she had ideals. Like, okay, right. so you've got, you've got this, this mixed person. You're gonna have a baby with her. Well, the least she could do is this. Like, if I'm gonna accept this, then she needs to make sure the baby's oh. hair is. And so, so people, they do think about stuff like that. And, and she was never, never mean to me or, you know, anything like that. But it was like, wow, like you saying that told me a whole lot. That also told me that yeah. you have a problem with your own hair. Right. Because your son has your hair. So you're telling right. me you don't like your own hair and you want me to come in with my cape, my mixed cape and fix the baby. <laughs> You know, it's like what make some connections. Well, maybe fix the baby, make them just how you yeah. want them. Yeah, that's yeah. Why I'm here. You know, that's why I'm here. I'm just here. To, <laughs> yeah, it's free baby's hair. I'm. Yeah. Oh my god. But so, <laughs> people. I mean, for people to say, "Oh, I don't, I don't even see color," you know, and a lot of people do say that, but you, but you do. 
unless you're colorblind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. do. I see it. Mm-hmm. I know there's a difference. There's a difference in my children. Okay. Right. I, as my cousin Danny calls them, the Rainbow Coalition. They, all they are. are. I love all it. All different so hair much. textures and I mean, builds and everything. And every, even every, every Yeah. And even within like our family dynamic, there, there was a time I and mean, we can laugh about these things, but it also points some differences out within our family because all my, my children are different shades. My youngest being the darkest shade. We all went to the beach one night. Well, it was just the boys where I didn't go. So all the boys and I were at the beach and they were playing tag. Now the beach that we went to, it didn't have a lot of lighting. It was super dark, but it was fun. And nobody, there was hardly anybody on the beach probably because it was so dark. But the kids decided they were going to play tag. So they're running around the beach and Keontre is kicking ass. Let me tell you, my little dark baby was tagging everybody in, in nights like, Ma, tell Keontre to put his white shirt on. We can't see him. <laughs> That's unfair. I don't like Unfair what? advantage. What? You're losing because your brother's skin is darker. Oh, you'll be okay. You oh God, that is amazing. Like a freaking ninja. Keontre was having a blast. Yep. yep. Winning. So they're just like, okay, let's just call it what it is. Keontre shouldn't play this game because. <laughs> At night, advantage, you know, but I mean, and that's it, it's friendly, it's funny, and it, it kind of makes everything okay, you know, it makes everything yeah. okay because it was funny. It, I'm still, I still laugh about it because he was so serious, and I was like, No, yeah, but he can't play. What? <laughs> okay, what's the basis? What's the basis for me telling him play with his brother? Get out of here, you know, but I mean, there, there's like, the difference, yeah, and and it's it's. You know, it's obvious. It's very obvious. But um, that's my baby. That's my chocolate baby. But yeah, they're even within the constructs of this whole mixture that we have going. It's obvious. Yes, we do see color. There is color. It does exist. Even the the absence of color exists. Like we see all those things. And the difference is we're we're good with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're good with the differences. We don't. It doesn't make us uncomfortable. Like I've never been in a room with all white people and be like, oh my God. <laughs> or been in a room with all black people and be like, oh, what the fuck? Never. Like, never. Um, and But I tell you what, it's, pre- it's pretty funny. If you're in a room with someone that, that looks mixed and like you're the only other one, you kind of like nod. Like, what's up? Mm-hmm. Yep. All of the time. And it's so funny. I am now at the point, I, I think since launching the podcast where I'm like, hey, like, I don't, I don't just nod anymore. I'm like, can I ask you something? <laughs> Are you biracial? Yeah. I knew you were too. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Um, first. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny. Because but, all mixed people are related. Yeah. <laughs> At least we were in grammar school. Everybody mixed up to me from yeah. the same family. I'm so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. I mean... I guess just embracing yourself is the mm-hmm. best place to start. Mm-hmm. It's the having to prove it to other people like I want to do, um, where you just need to choose your battles. Yeah. And if you're if you're going to go to battle, prepare yourself. Oh, for sure. For um, sure. I'm I'm definitely not the type that I'm not a fighter at all whatsoever. No. 
I am in the opposite. I, I hyperventilated because of a fight in high school and had to get sent to the nurse's office. Like, I am the opposite of a fighter, but intellectually, yeah, I will take you down. <laughs> Physically, right. I'm going to walk away. Intellectually, I will, if I can prove to you and in, in outsmart you, I bring it. Bring it. Yeah. Yep. So, but that also starts inside and yep. working on yourself and your strength and how you feel about where you belong. If you right. belong, you know what we all, we all do belong. Right. But yeah, that's, that's just my, my own inner battle where I'm like, I'm also white. Don't judge me. Cause I'm one of you too. Joke's on you jerk face. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, where I just tell them yeah in my with head your, with all your mean words yeah Kirk face what? Out. we're gonna Jerk work face. on your we're gonna work on those, those I'm words. kind of filtering my yeah. vocabulary I, mm, it's fine it's a skill we, we have we have day, every day is a new day it is it is <laughs> <laughs> Jerk face Jerk face Jerk face yeah. So I guess my advice to anybody out there that comes across a situation where you feel like you're being judged or questioned mm-hmm. based on the color of your skin is choose it. If you feel safe and you feel comfortable proving that you also belong, do it. No to be clear. No, we are not saying violence is the answer. No, but it, to to have an intellectual conversation with somebody to maybe shift their perspective, yes, is going to do so much for the future. It's progressive, certainly, and you might change that person's perspective and that mm-hmm. person's life. Mm-hmm. And if you do, please share it. We want to hear every story, even if you have come across a scenario in your life and in your world that you have been able to prove to somebody I want to hear you, I we want to hear so oh yeah. go to our Instagram or you can email us directly at mixedmovement at gmail.com and that's m-i-x-d-m-o-v-e-m-e-n-t at gmail.com and soon our website is going to be up where you can drop in your email and and let us know all about you and your stories so i can't wait i'm excited yes is there anything else you wanted to add chris um i you know just keep being true to who you are keep being true to who you are you are here for a reason there are no mistakes you are beautiful inside and out no matter what your outside appearance looks like you have to be firm and strong in who you are and um, keep being mixed. That's <laughs> you don't have to choose a side. No. You don't. Because <laughs> we, we are both. Yes. No matter what we are. Mixed yes. to perfection. Mixed to perfection. Yes. Love you. Love you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We want to be here for you, and we can't do what we're doing without your support. Please hit subscribe, and to stay up to date, head on over to mixmovement.com. That's M-I-X-D. 
M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T.com to stay up to date with news and more. We are The Mixed Movement. See you next time.